everybody to this week's South Congress podcast fan by fan show for AMC's preacher. I am Cameron and I am not joined by Travis this week. Um, Travis was uh, was blessed enough to go on a, a little mini vacation of sorts and I'm sure we'll we'll talk about that with him in the uh, in the coming weeks or on the uh, on the East Coast cast if you guys listen on that side I'm sure we'll discuss that but um so we actually have uh, kind of a feeling this time I know you guys have heard Danny, you've heard Bruce on shows with me and Travis. Um, this time around, we're going to bring in uh, a brand new guy from the podcast of Two Worlds, my man uh, Trevor Reese. Trevor, how's it going, man? It's going good. How's it going with you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So let me tell these guys really quick how, how we kind of found each other. So we both, um, both of course, do podcasts. We um, both Flash mm-hmm. fans. So, you know, Travis and I do the uh, the fan by fan show for the Flash, and Trevor, you do uh, podcast of two worlds, where you also cover. And I don't let me say too much. Where you also cover, um, you know, <laughs> the Flash on uh, on the CW. But the weeks the Flash isn't on, you uh, and and, what, and what's your partner's name? I'm sorry. Uh, my partner's name is Chris. Chris there we Benares. go. So yeah, um, so Trevor and Chris actually like. Every week have something new flash. They go over specific story arcs. They go over specific issues. And like where, where I think Travis and I are, you know, are good about scratching surface stuff and then incorporating a lot of things that we deal with kind of outside of the flash into the show. You guys are just so good at going in depth on the comics and uh, just the lore. And, and you guys are really a pleasure to listen to, man. 
Oh, thanks. Thanks for listening. Like, we always appreciate uh, just hearing any feedback. If it, even if it was, you guys suck. It's just like, all right, well, at least <laughs> someone's listening and they knew. Um, but yeah, no, we, uh, like, as much as, like, we like going, like, further and everything, it's just, like, that's what we're into. Like, we're, like, I'm a huge just comic book guy. Like, I'm just a huge nerd about that. So I love just getting into all the little details of it and everything and so like it's just my jam so it's just like that's what i love talking about all the little because it's all with comic books it's always like the little things that you have to hunt for that's like the most rewarding and so it's just so much fun to go through all this and yeah a lot of the stuff we talk about outside of the show the show like picks up on and so i feel like even when we're not talking about the show we can always find some way to bring it back to it um the uh the microscope is such a fun character yeah, the microscope you guys put on on just um just just so detailed and so thorough. You guys are just like I said, a pleasure to listen to. And I mean, there are so many comic podcasts out there, and so many people know so much information, but knowing the information doesn't make you engaging. But you guys are, and so it really is a pleasure oh, yeah. to listen to you guys. Like like I I hate to say it, but you guys do inform like some of the stuff we talk about and do. Like you never want to give everybody that credit, but no, you guys are really good. And, um, <laughs> like it's always fun to where, like. I mean, the- Oh, go ahead, I'm there's, sorry. There's podcasts people listen to, so sorry. <laughs> no, we just um, um, like on our end, like I, I can't listen to myself. So like it's great that like our shows typically almost come out about the same time too. So like I flip to you guys and I'm like, no, I'm gonna listen to them talk. Like I, I don't want to hear what I have to say about it. So it's always cool getting <laughs> that other perspective. And then like me being a Flash fan, but me being I'm so bad at going like, OK, I'm going to the store this week. I'm going to pick up some comics like Travis is getting so much better at it about going every week and keeping up with the storylines. And so like, yeah, yeah, you guys keep me informed of stuff I'm like, OK, I'll just listen to them like they're they're reading the issues. So, yeah, but no, it's it's super good. So, again, um, like we talked before. I know you're on a bit of a time crunch. So, um. We, I'm sure, like, we'll find time to where we can maybe the four of us get together and do a Flash show, like, here in the coming weeks, because we have, you know, we're going to have some off time, um, you know, as far as when the yeah. show's coming back, because not till October, so let's shift shift uh, gears a little bit from Flash. Uh, let's talk about Preacher a little bit, man. Like, if we talked in May about, um, you know, I told you I was doing this show, and you talked about maybe coming on, so what's your yeah. uh, relationship with the uh, source material as far as Preacher goes? Well, I mean... It- I might love the preacher comic more than any individual flash story I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Like I, the preacher book is one of, if not my favorite book of all time, like depending on the mood, I will like say unequivocally, it is my favorite book. And then other times it's like, Oh, well there's other stuff I forgot about. But like preacher, the book, I don't know. Like it's, the the thing that I think a lot of people are attracted to is what I think like Seth Rogen and uh, Evan Goldberg were attracted to. It's like, it's so, it's such a violent, dark world, but so fun uh, yeah. at the same time. Like it's comedic in a lot of its violence, but um, at the same time, it's like so full of hope and so full, like it's one of the best love stories, like between Jesse and Tulip mm-hmm. that like I've read, like just the way, their relationship develops the the turns it takes the the problems that they go through it's not like the classic like rom-com thing where there's like the one misunderstanding like they hurt each other and it's completely understandable why they're making their choices but they still love each other regardless of it i just love i don't know i could talk about it we could talk about the book yeah, no, it's funny you say that. I was um I was just reading the arc after um Jesse meets his dad's old war buddy. 
in um in oh, that yeah. bar. And so then the next scene is like him and Tulip in a restaurant. And it's always interesting when like they start to get romantic and then Tulip has to question whether or not he's commanding her to do certain things. And so like yeah. them having to deal with that trust issue because of the power he has is always interesting. And then like something they don't really something that has already happened on the show but is more of a slow progression in the books is her affinity like to be able to like physically defend herself and repel attacks and shoot people. Like she already has that oh, here, yeah. but in the books, like it's something that you get kind of progressively. So, like, like her her evolution as a character is really good to see too. So, yeah. Um, and, and again, yeah. we can um we can do this, you know, for hours. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and you know, we actually have like what two more episodes. And so, like, if you um like we already like are starting to line some stuff up. If you want to do this, maybe again next week with uh with Trav and I or just me and you when we have more time, we can definitely delve into it. But um let's go ahead and get into uh into this specific episode, man. So. We're already at uh, episode eight of the inaugural season, uh, El Valero. Um, what have you thought yeah. about the show so far, as far as the build up to this point we're at? I, I, I'm definitely acknowledging the fact that I'm putting way too much stock in how much I love the source material. Like, mm-hmm. if they would have done like shot for shot, like what Robert Rodriguez did with like Sin City, mm-hmm. I would have been completely on board with. And so some of these changes, I have, I like. I have to kind of step back from it and just be like, all right, like there are these like changes just made cosmetically. Are they changes because they need these changes for their story that they want to tell to work? Mm. And so I have a hard time. Like, I feel like I'm just really snap judgment when they make different changes, but at the same time, like I was really hesitant leading up to it. And the pilot, like got me hook, line and sinker. Mm-hmm. Like I was just like, oh, okay, I am 100% in. And then I think a little bit of the goodwill has been tested with some of the choices they've been making uh, early on. But this was a good, I liked this episode. I thought it was really interesting. Um, like there's stuff we'll talk about later. That was like a huge twist. That was that I thought was out of left field, but then I'm just, Oh, okay. That yeah. works perfectly. We could talk about that with um, what's his face. King Cannon's uh, main guy that just, yeah, like, which was oh, punching bag. And I actually, I threw, I think I threw my phone when it happened. Cause I was just so yeah. impressed. Like at the dedication, but yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, let's um, like we'll jump into it, and I'll say this, um, you know, for for source material guys like like you and like Bruce and like Danny and me too, um, the whole thing about let's get out of Anvil and let's get on the road, um, we're pretty close mm. now because I think like they're they're giving you reasons to think maybe this town shouldn't be around too much longer, so so we'll see, but okay. yeah. yeah, yeah, let's uh let's jump in here because of course like we open up on a ski lift. And mm-hmm. at first, I don't know what's going on, but then when I see everybody on the inside in their snow gear, and you kind of remember the uh, the picture sitting in King Cannon's office. So it's like, okay, yeah. I kind of get what's going on there. And, mm-hmm. oh, it's just, uh, you know, it plays to the episode where uh, Jesse's having that flashback of his dad in King Cannon's office, and they don't actually show, like, what it is he's screaming about. And they're having, like, yeah. normal family conversation. Mom has her 80s hair. Um, have you been skiing before, Trevor? Uh, no. Um, my family, we used to go, but I was, like, way too young, so I wouldn't okay. have gone skiing. No, so, but I I've never, in, like, ridden a lift like that. Yeah, I, I lived in Wyoming for a while, so I've never went skiing, but I had the outfit. <laughs> so, yeah, like, the okay. way they dressed them, like, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so they take that family picture, and then, uh, you know, Grandma kind of notices that things are creaking, tells her to put her mitten on, and it's not even... You know, they don't even give you the idea of, like, peril. It's just, oh, we dropped off into the snow, never to be seen again. And then you get on yeah. the screen like veil, 
because they always do the thing like 1988 and 1881. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he's just in the office, like paralyzed. I thought, um, gosh, uh, Jackie Earl Haley has been like as many good performances as there have been. I think he's stolen every scene he's been in. He's been fantastic. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, like there's never been a- any problem with like acting. Like every yeah, yeah. person was so perfectly cast on this show. Like that's that's the real strength of it. And like getting like someone like Jack Earl Haley to do a character like Quint, uh, King Cannon. Yeah. Because um, King Cannon is such a he's almost like a Looney Tunes villain brought to life in the yes. comic books. And yes. the, and the way he's able. to to still do that, but also like now we've seen like a definite humanity to him mm-hmm. um, that was definitely absent from the book. Yeah, and there's yeah they definitely went more in depth. They gave his character a, a bit more purpose. Now this is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. Um, there are yeah. sealed like wooden crates of bodies in a cow just sitting mm-hmm. in the office and he's staring off into space. And then it flashes to Jesse's dad looking at King Cannon with blood all over him. And you know this is this is that that Dracula scene like I renounce God like this is it yeah and if anything's mm-hmm. gonna push you that far it's everybody that you're related to being here in you know wooden crates and there's blood everywhere and you still can't figure out exactly where that came from and then of course he picks up um, a line of intestine two lines of intestine yeah. and you he doesn't know which is the cow and which is his daughter and yeah. John Custer's just shaking in fear, as he should be. Oh, this is mm-hmm. disgusting. Like, how many horrible things have we seen in this office from him, like, peeing in a briefcase to <laughs> him, like, killing, like, five people with a shotgun? And now, yeah, just intestines everywhere. And yeah. now you kind of see, like, the, the whole, like, the consternation between, you know, him and, like, the Custer family. He's like, no, you need to tell these people God isn't real. They need to know. Yeah. And it yeah. kind of informs everything he does kind of from then on. So, yeah. And then it flashes no, like to that. them being... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was just going to say that whole scene, that whole exchange was just scary. Like, because, uh, yeah, as he's holding it, like, it was so weird because, yeah, it's gross and everything, but you're, the strength of the show is that they're able to, like, you're more focused on, like, the fact that this is a man destroyed and it's a scary ass scene where it's a creepy ass man holding intestines. Oh, yeah, and just and just and clutching them to him too. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh boy, yeah. And um, I know it took like a month to get an intro, but gosh, that intro was good. And I love how they always oh, yeah. cut to it naturally, like from uh, from the scenes there. Now, um, so we're outside of the uh, we're outside of the church here, and it's funny. Um, it's something you had talked about beforehand about like how they have this ultra violence, but it doesn't throw you off. Like, and it's like you said in the comics, like it's comedic almost, like how intense the violence is because everybody goes yeah. about their day afterward. You know? Oh yeah. Have well, and this seen, like you oh, have the whole. The whole town's, like, camping out watching The Last Stand of Jesse Custer. Like, oh, it's a barbecue. And, and the worst <laughs> thing is, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a Texas guy. I grew up in Texas. So, them sitting outside in lawn chairs and beer watching essentially a lynching is how, mm-hmm. like, we go to, like, JV football games because there aren't enough seats in the stands, so you bring a lawn chair. And it was so natural. Yeah. And I was like, oh, these people are terrible, <laughs> but these, these are people I know. Oh, and of course, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, Jesse does his best Batman impression. And, you know, everybody goes inside with their weapons, and he ninjas all of them and takes them out. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a squad of, like, what, like eight guys, or like six guys. 
And he's like, what happened? Mm-hmm. And of course, like you said, uh, Donnie's like, what did he say? He's like, yo, he didn't say off. He didn't oh, say he... anything. He just kicked off. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, love... yeah, that's, I like how Jesse, he's a like strong ass guy and he can fight. Yeah. No, and he's um like I like I like not that that's necessarily like a change to the character, but I kind of like how they haven't explained yep. it. How he, he's just a badass yeah. like from the beginning. And yeah, of course, yeah. like he took all their guns and he's sitting in the church drinking his uh drinking mm-hmm. his rat water because that's what you do. Um, and yeah. so oh, he's he's like plastered the whole like basically for like the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He is not like he's on his last legs the entire time. And of yeah. course, um, you know, he sent Eugene to hell two episodes ago. And and mm. I'm trying not to I'm like trying not to ruin the whole Eugene and Hell thing for Travis like I'm trying to like not talk about it <laughs> but it informs the character so much like uh, like uh, as time goes on so yeah so now we have the big yeah. uh, the big assault rifle with the scope you know just in case because he's hearing things from the ground like why wouldn't you hear things from the ground <laughs> um okay so when you kind of see this at first and it's coming do you think that Eugene is actually back? Yeah, I I fully bought it. I yeah. just like I I was just like okay, like because I mean they've kind of been burning through stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, and that's that's something I think like comic book shows have been that's been like more of a trend is like let's burn through the material a little bit faster, mm-hmm. like keep things going. And so I thought like okay, he's back. And so yeah. I thought it was gonna be like that's our portal into learning how hell operates is Eugene being back. So yeah. I fully like was. Off board, I'm like, okay, cool. Now we're gonna find out about all this. And then it was, uh, I was watching it with uh, my co-host Chris last night, and he was the one who picked up on something up when he mentions the angels. Yeah. And just is like, he never mentioned that to him. Yeah. Uh, he got, got really six like cents on us. Seconds before, yeah, yeah. He's like that says like ten, fifteen seconds before Jesse's like, wait, I never told you about the angels. But oh. Yeah. Yeah. What I liked was, Not, um, and they'll have this conversation here in a minute. I like how, like, the discussion that they had about hell. And he's like, yeah. you know, he's like, it's not far from here. And he's like, and it's crowded. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. And I watched... Well, it was um, stuff like that that made me believe it. Yeah. Like, I, just, I fully believed that it was him, like, just his reaction and just everything and just being in shock, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just so believable. And, yeah, and then you kind of... Like, I, I kind of flipped far. it, and I was like, you know, and, like, as it went on, I was like, oh... That's how Jesse is seeing hell in his mind. Like that's how mm-hmm. that's how he's taking it. So I was like, oh, it's, it's so good. You know, I watched. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. I watched the entirety of uh, Spawn the animated series over the weekend, and I'm just oh, like, oh, I haven't seen that forever. Yeah, it's just so <laughs> close to this. Like it's the same thing, and I'm like, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Then, I mean, I'm I'm stoked to see how they depict hell. Like, yeah, a show like this. I mean, considering like. I mean, it, the book only goes there for an issue, mm-hmm. um, and like we spend way more time in heaven. Like I'm, I, I want to just see the depiction of either place. Now. Yeah. Now they've sort of set them up as two places. Like I, I'm down for either one, but I think I kind of want to see hell first. Yeah, it's always like um, that. Interpretation's always more interesting because you get a pass on how heaven looks because heaven is happiness mm-hmm. and you can like happiness can kind of be manifested pretty generally for everybody you got your white clouds and your gates and all the famous people that you always wanted to hang out with are there and the grandma you miss like that's that's fairly standard but hell is difficult yeah. to capture so uh so mm-hmm. yeah um 
okay, so he's talking to him. He's like, yo, so tell me about hell. <laughs> and the kid that plays Eugene is, he's really good. And especially like he has oh, a bit so less good. to work with, with, you know, having, being able to express less emotion on his face, but his eyes are really good as far as this goes. Oh, yeah, no, he's, the actor they have, he is just so impressive and like makes me, like I never did it not care about our face mm-hmm. in the book. Like, I cared about him, like, scene one, just seeing how innocent and pure he was. Yeah. And, like, it kind of, it, because of his innocence, it kind of bugged me when they changed his backstory to be yeah. more um, aggressive. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I, and like, you know, I told Trav, like, like, it's, you know, it has everything to do with his dad, you know, in, in the comics. But here it's like, I, I, but I think it humanizes him more because... How often do, like, in real life, you know, things like this happen? Like, I know um, a couple of months back, a kid got rejected for the prom and ended up, you know, killing the girl that rejected him. But we don't get the story of the kid that lives through this. Um, And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's informed by, you know, his dad's the sheriff in a small town. So who's going to say, let's get rid of this kid? Like, it's so much going on with the character. And again, like you said, like, he's his innocence. And then you kind of get this crazy thing that happened to him. But... Then you have the conversation between Jesse and Cassidy about, like, how can you judge this kid for that? So, yeah, it's it's different, and, and some of it's kind of tough to weed through, but I, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Oh, and King Cannon's been stuck in time since the day his family died, so he has no idea what a food court is. <laughs> One of our great American inventions. And yeah, <laughs> oh, that was really funny. <laughs> it is explained to him what it is, but yeah, like now they're like, again, we're going to rush the church. Um, and so yeah. he's just called the sheriff, or has he, you know, about, about Eugene. Yeah, I, I really like... I think like... he did. I think because he showed up and he mentioned Eugene. So yeah. it seemed like he had called him before. Yeah, before. Yeah. I, I Like, they're never going to show it because I think they can't show it, like, based on how close to home it hits. But I'd love to see, like, the day leading up to him shooting Tracy. Yeah. Like what he goes through on the way to school or wherever he mattered because it's just rough to deal with. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and he's – oh, he's so – this kid's so dirty. And again, like this whole time I'm buying it like, oh, what's – he's okay and he's back and they'll figure it out and – but yeah. Now we're picking out the stained glass window and, of course, we have uh, (laughs) King Cannon's people like out there waiting for him. And right now there's like what? There's like 15 of them, I guess. You know. Um. And yeah, and right now Jesse's thinking to himself, he's like, I should give it back. And then he says to the guys in the motel, you mean? And this is where the conversation yeah. happens. Like, oh, I can't use it, can't be trusted with it. Huh. Mm. Uh, um, okay, and this is him talking to him again. He said, I could use some more water. And yeah. so I guess this is Jesse in his mind, you know, having time to kind of think to himself. Mm-hmm. Huh. No, I, I like, yeah, that was, that whole sequence with like with the reveal that Eugene's in his head and then mm-hmm. like watching it, like I was just like, as soon as that was revealed, I'm like, okay, this is going to show us something because I mean, one big thing that's been removed and not to keep like carping on the source material, but the whole John Wayne thing and the fact that they haven't addressed yeah. that, mm-hmm. like just the fact that John Wayne hasn't been around, um, like this scene sort of seemed to be like the gateway into that. And so it's like, oh, okay, is this vision Genesis, like communicating to him through Eugene, or is this Jesse have a, me- a mental break? And it seems once Genesis is removed later on, like this is Jesse having a mental break. 
because Eugene's still there with him. Yeah. With the whole sequence. Yeah. And I thought, like, I, I thought they might stretch it out a little bit, but as soon as he got rid of him, I'm like, oh, he's Genesis is gonna jump back in him. Like, it's that's his home now. That's yeah. where he wants to be. So he's coming back. Mm-hmm. So, um, any chance you're a dog owner, Trevor? Um, not right now. I had a dog growing up. Okay. So I have I have a miniature Schnauzer who will be ten in October, and. Oh, wow. This is just, um, oh, just heartbroken. Like, I'm that guy who hates oh, when things yeah. happen to dogs. Like, I skipped that part in Equilibrium. Like, no, let the, the dog be okay. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, and at first I thought, like, all these guys who, who sell things, like, look the same. Like, this reminds me of a guy, like, they met earlier on that she had to beat up. Like, I'm selling random animals. Um, yeah. What do you think about Emily's character? I don't know. Like... Initially, it seemed like she was going to be, like, they were setting her up to just be, like, the third wheel, mm-hmm. um, or another complication, like, a female, like, counterpart for Jesse to have with Tulip being sort of caught cro- between Cassidy and Jesse. Like, it seemed like uh, that's what she was going to be. But now, like, especially when Jesse flipped out in her last episode, um, it seems like they're setting her up for something else. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I've... This episode made me really sort of like the character more than I have because it felt like the first chance we got to see who she actually was as opposed to her reacting to the characters in the story. Mm-hmm. No, I told and um, so I, uh, yeah, I told right. Travis like the thing that I appreciate about her is that you know for a long time they kind of made her seem like like blindly following and weak, but then you get the flip side of you know, her, like, getting what she needs out of Miles, whether it be, like, the physical attention yeah. and help with the kids. So, you know, she's also in some type of position of power. And so I think, like, it's important mm-hmm. that, like, this show is really good at, um, you know, having women be in position where they're in control of their own destiny. You know, for better or for worse. I thought this was good. Yeah, but she's yeah, just, yeah, she's sure. such a mess, and I love it. Like, she's leaving the house with her shoes tied. And I get on Travis, <laughs> and I was like, you know, the time where, like, he comes over, and she just, in the most unsexy way ever, just kind of pulls her pants off. She's like, okay, make sure you're gone before the kids come. And I'm like, oh, this is so yeah, good. Yeah. Like, just, this is, a, this is how a real person, like, navigates through, like, their their, their love life. So, yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah. just, uh, like, the things that he's seen to maintain a level head is just fascinating. Like, he's seen murders, <laughs> like, dead in front of his face, <laughs> and didn't flinch. Yeah. And, yeah. And he has the kid drink the bad milk. Because, <laughs> you know, he's, he's frustrated <laughs> at this point. Oh, and he's basically chasing her as she chases Jesse. And it's, you know, um, yeah, it's, it, it's fun to watch. And you just wonder how much longer these relationships are going to play out, because eventually these people are going to be gone. But, no, um, we, we go yeah. to him making a Molotov cocktail. Because, you know, that's what you do with empty liquor bottles. Yeah. And, I, again, I think Donnie, like, being, you know, the small-town bully has just been so good so far. Um, and yeah. so now let's charge the uh, let's charge the church. Everybody has weapons, and some people have shears, and, like, not everybody has a gun. It's so good. And, of course, we're coming with yeah. the bulldozer because that's what we do. Like, there <laughs> are... I love the – I forget if this was setting that up, but when Kim Cannon's is saying, like, some of you with your, your melee weapons, uh, yeah. like, let's not mince words. Like, we're not going to be a human shield, but yeah. you are human, and you'll be acting as a shield. the guys with the guns, yeah. And, of course, yeah. he just shot the machete out of one guy's hand, and it flew oh, into yeah. another guy's arm because Preacher. Yeah. 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 And so then the bulldozer, <laughs> he, like, perfectly throws the Molotov at the bulldozer to set it ablaze. He's so good. Yeah. Oh, man. And so the guy runs out smartly while that thing blows up. <laughs> 
And so, okay, so uh, I forget what this guy's name is, but he's the one who, uh, <laughs> wasn't he with the uh, the stripper when she fell into the shithole? And he's like, oh, yes, that happens. Oh, oh was that oh, was I think that it's that the guy? same guy, yeah. Oh, and so okay. he rushes him. He rushes him. Uh, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get it. And then Kincaid is like, where are you going? And this, like to me, like you talk about that ultraviolence, this was out of everything the most preacher thing that they've done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because... He's woman, and of course, the music in this show is so good because he's playing the Battle yeah, Hymn of the oh Republic as he's walking back, and so he has something in his hand. And I just noticed right now that his pants are super bloody, and so the yeah. conversation goes as follows: like everybody stops cheering and he's looking at him, and it's funny because I actually made a vine of this. I was like, when you get your dick shot off, but you still respect the shooter. Like that was a good <laughs> shot. So he tells him, uh, he's like, hey, you, he said, you all right, Clive? Hey, not really. Preacher shot my dick off, and everybody's like, "Oh!" <laughs> they take a step back, and and he's like, "He's an incredible shot." <laughs> he appreciated it. Oh yeah, took it clean just, off. Just like the calm, the calmness that guy has as he tells him, "Preacher shot his dick off." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he's straight faced, and of course, yeah, here's the sheriff comes out. Oh yeah. gosh, and even though like it's a different like physical build for the sheriff, I think he's really good as well. Like, yeah. I think the uh like like him and Eugene, like just, just the way they interact and when he went looking for him, you know, this past episode, or yeah, when he was like looking around for him and asking about him. So good. And like you said right there, you said he did call him about his son. Yeah. And he kick in and says, You mean with the uh and he says what? He's like the ass face. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. He said, Yeah, call an ambulance yeah, for Clive. Been... Oh Yeah. They've been really good about making these characters like the bad characters. Like real, like relatable, and like yeah. more human, like because yeah, like Root is around for less than five issues, and he is an irredeemable asshole. Every interaction he has with the cast, yeah. Um, and then this, like, I feel sorry for him. Like, it's just these people aren't like assholes as much as they've been like destroyed by the world. Everybody them. has a legit motivation so far. Like, yeah, no, nobody's sure. just like except for Carlos. <laughs> Except Carlos, like we got to get rid of Carlos, but no, everybody has like a legit motivation. You know, like you said, like 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 broken by the world. Like we we have every reason to believe these were at some point kind and decent people, and that you know a bad situation occurred and it changed them. Like for our protagonists and antagonists. So yeah. And then yeah. um, you know, I, I told Travis like one of the uh, one of the things I like best is the casting of uh, the taller angel because I'm like, no, yeah, that's what he looks yeah. like in the comics. Like I don't know how you got that close. <laughs> And it's like, no, that's, that, that's it. Yeah, he just needs, uh, if he had the long, uh, like the shoulder-length flowing blonde hair, you'd be right on the money. But, um, oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. And I love, and they're dressed so Texas, but not like anybody in Texas actually dresses. I love it. Yeah. Like, they're their hats well, and their, their boots. Their, yeah, their first appearance in the pilot when they're, like, dressed in, like, old-school safari outfits when yeah. they're checking out the uh, church in uh, Africa. Yeah. Like, I love that. They're, they're, they're very they're much... Like, <laughs> yeah, they're festive. And so, like you said, like they're now we're people are starting to bring out their lawn chairs. We got a group of guys out playing hacky sacks. Some are reloading their guns, and King Cannon has an yeah. umbrella sitting in a director's chair. Still <laughs> so, looking. Yeah. yeah, and and Sheriff tells him he's like, I don't want my son caught in the crosshairs. And he's like, I got to tell you, like mm-hmm. these last few days, and, and you know he's really been going through it, wondering if his son was ever going to come back to him. And King Cannon hasn't yeah. changed his face at all. Oh no, he's 
he just, he gives two shits about anybody else. Hmm. He's very focused. And he says like he's, he told him if his son was killed, he'd figure it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was such that was probably like the most concannon line of the whole thing. It's just like so flippant about the fact that this man's son is <clears throat> either missing or potentially going to be killed with yeah. Jesse. He's like, yeah, you'll dig with it. And the sheriff's telling yeah. him, he's like, how did it get to this? He's like, church is holy ground. Like, what are we doing? And, and he says, Kincannon says, no, church is nothing more than wood and paint and bits of colored glass. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. believes that with all his heart. And so at this point, I'm still like, how did you break Jesse's word? Like, how, how did you yeah. do this? What did I miss? And and when they mm-hmm. explain it, it's like, oh, it, it sounds convenient, but you can't ask somebody to believe in something that they genuinely don't believe in. Like, they're going to formulate yeah. it, like, to their own thought process. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it also shows that, I mean, Jesse was kicking himself over using, like, really, it, it's been, he's been using the word, uh, like, the power of Genesis so literally. Yeah. Because, um, like, that's what happened to, in the, the first time he uses the word, he gets that guy to cut out his heart. Yep, in and front of his mother. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and then with this one, um, like, he sent Eugene to hell, and then everything. So it just, it's Jesse learning how literal his power is mm-hmm. because he did he did tell um what's his uh king cannon to follow god he just didn't take into account that his god was not the god jesse was intending and then to that end once you tell somebody to believe harder in what they already believe in they're going to take it to the next level yeah yeah which is yeah, which is why yeah, why King Cannon kill all those people and everything because he's following his the god of meat. Mm-hmm. The god of meat. That's oh, that that's one for the ages. Um, so we have uh, Miles <laughs> and Emily out talking, and she's like, "Yo, they can't do this lawfully." Um, yeah. And you know, Miles is trying to explain to Emily like, and it's you know, it's it's noble to the point where. He's telling her like, yo, like you're concerned about this person who's not concerned about you when there are actual things in your life you need to be worried about that I'm already worried about. And so now you kind of get his motivations for turning the other cheek or or turning a blind eye to the things that King Cannon does. It's better Mm -hmm. for his town where he's the mayor. And it's just, oh, everybody's so gray, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's really the thing about it is, like, we kind of, a lot of times, just assume these townspeople are, like, innocent, because, I mean, that's sort of the way we're sort of conditioned, like, the people outside of the story are neither good nor bad, like, a lot of times in stuff we watch, like, Mm -hmm. when you watch, like, the destruction happening in, like, the Avengers, you're just like, oh, those are people not involved in anything, but, like, this one, like, these people chose, like, the darker path that Anvil provided for them. Exactly, exactly. Like, Miles, Miles is just, like, he is an asshole. Like, it was originally, like, up until this episode, he was just just so powerless mm-hmm. and just, like, probably was genuinely, like, what the fuck when those people were shot and really didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. But then the cho- his choice he made in, um, in covering it up and helping King Cannon sort of cemented that now he's like it's not like he's an innocent or anything or he's made his choice exactly wholeheartedly exactly so yeah and and now again let's get sad again because it's tulip playing catch with the dog 
and just yeah. staring off into space as she does it. Oh, and she's having the time of her life sitting there in the chair throwing it to the dog. So, okay, so we finally get it. We got the angels opening up their instruments. Um, and, of course, Jesse's thinking, oh, this is strange because he wasn't awake the last time this was supposed to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no, he told him straight up. He's like, what happened when Genesis shows the other people? He's like, they exploded. And so now he kind of flips it. He's like, yo, like, what don't we know? Like, why is it in me and it's killed everybody else? He's don't you guys yeah. want to know? And they're like, no, we don't want to know. <laughs> like, we, we've been gone a very long time. We need to get back home. We need to bring the thing that we lost back with us. So just let us do it. And when I'm watching this, yeah. I'm like, it's not going to work. Like, it's not going to come out of him, or somebody's going to shoot off, shoot something through the wall or something. Um, yeah. You know, you I, mean, I, like, bit... I like that they, what, how they did it. Because, yeah, the whole time you're just thinking, like, you know Jesse's going to keep it. You know that, I mean, that destroys the entire story if Jesse doesn't have Genesis. Yeah. And, and so I like the fact that they do successfully pull it out, and then it just goes back to Jesse anyway, as opposed to, like, oh, I guess we must be doing it wrong or something like that. Like, now we know, moving forward in the story, that it's not chance. Like, Genesis did choose Jesse mm-hmm. for some reason we don't know yet. And he asked him straight up right here. He said, so you've had this power, and what good have you done with it? And Jesse just laid right mm-hmm. down because he couldn't answer him. Um, and you talked yeah. a little bit ago about um, talked about Sin City there at the beginning. Was the hotel fight scene with them and the uh, Seraphim not the most Robert Rodriguez thing you've ever seen? Oh, my gosh. Like that's that it's the stuff that they do like that that has no bearing whatsoever in the comic book, but just the natural progression of the story that they done with sequences like that. That sequence was insane. It was and fucking hilarious too. And the thing I appreciated about it the most, as good as it was, I liked how when the body started piling up, some of the people were face up, and you could tell it wasn't a clone. I thought that was just yeah. so good because I'm like, you you yeah, know yeah. how much attention you pay to detail and. You just chose to put people there. It's so good. So now, yeah, let's get yeah. a bit more Texas here. Let's have everybody. Now they're barbecuing. And they're drinking <laughs> beers. They're sitting outside. And, yeah, you think there's going to be any more shooting? I hope so. Oh, these people. And the sheriff's looking at them like, these people are crazy. So, yeah. Yeah. All right, King Cannon is rallying the troops. So go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, it, yeah, it's really hard to know how... Emily and the sheriff are going to get out of this because yeah, it seems we like within the story and all this, like we kind of want to see these characters burn like the majority of Anvil. But then you have like Emily and Sheriff Root who are in the same boat as all those people, but are a little bit better. And, and also noticing how fucked up their world is and like acknowledging it. Yep, exactly. So yeah, so let's, let's rally the troops here. And, he's, and and it's just so um I, well I I'm from Texas I live in Austin and I grew up in San Antonio so this is like he already made that like that scale model of the Alamo so this is this is what this is this is this is him channeling his uh, his Davy Crockett here like you said yeah. it's not mince words um you are human and you're gonna be acting in shields <laughs> of a sort and they're like yeah and then again and Donnie just Donnie's facial expressions as this goes on and in his his Confederate garb. You know, he kind of looks around, he sees the people there, he sees he has a crowd, sees his wife, who, that was the first time in the series where I were like, oh, you, let's not expect what we think we should expect from these people. Because, yeah, they're all conversations about, no, I like when he hits me sexually. It was like, oh, 
That, that's what we're doing. And then him trying to turn yeah. around and explain it to his son and not being able to kind of showed he's not the most horrible person in the world. So, oh, yeah, so many. That, yeah, that whole like watching him kind of come back from Jesse beating his ass was very interesting because, yeah, you realize he's not the complete asshole that he set up in the, that first episode. Mm-hmm. Like he's got some problems and he's 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 not necessarily a, a good guy, yeah. but he's trying to at least do right by his family. And, and even to the point where he didn't want people knowing what him and his wife do in their bedroom. Like, that's yeah. the chief thing that offended him, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, oh, it's yeah. so interesting. Now, of course, I thought he killed himself right here, because why wouldn't he? Oh, my God. Yeah, I thought it was just, he was looking out. He, I mean, the face, you were saying, like, his face through the whole sequence, like, it just looked like he was looking out and just, like, assumed everyone was going to, like, die or something. Yeah. And or, or he was just, just beating everyone to the punch. Yeah, the fear you have of somebody who can control you with a word. I was just like, wow. Yeah. So he closes the trunk over his own head, pulls his gun uh, out of his waistband, and shoots directly into the car. And you see, oh, you see his feet go limp. And you're just like, oh, he's out of there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that was oh just man. like what? that was such a what the fuck moment. Yeah. Like he just comes up, he's he's gone. That's it. That was exactly. so crazy. Exactly. He's out of there, you thought. And so of course like the Blanc's singing the uh, he's singing the song now. And yeah, Jesse's like Jesse's looking up like what is going on? This is so weird. It's like yeah, because the thing's yeah. bubbling in his stomach like as it as it goes on. And then Eugene's kind of watching over him as it goes. And of course mm-hmm. they don't make any eye contact with Eugene because he's not there. Yeah. Okay. He said he's resisting. And no, I'm not. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I like Eugene. Right. Like I like. That's what I liked about the fact that it wasn't Eugene entirely. It was Jesse yeah. being Eugene. I liked. I like getting to see, even if it's not Eugene, like seeing confident Eugene, like seeing what he, what Jesse sees that character being when he's sure of himself. It's like it's like Sin City when. Uh, yeah, yeah. When the uh, what the Clive Owen character kills Benicio del Toro. And then, like, yeah, his exactly. head's riding around with him. Hey, Jackie Boy's riding around mm-hmm. with him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is your conscience. No, I don't know um, how in the video games you are, but this is uh, Batman Arkham Knight, where the Joker's oh, conscience yeah, yeah. is riding around with you, like, three quarters of the game. So, yeah, it's the yeah. same thing there. So, hey, it's bubbling, it's bubbling, it's bubbling. You got to catch it. Oh, one, two. Oh, got it. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, it was very, it was very Pokemon Go. Yes. Oh, oh God. I went to, uh, I went to Town Lake out here, which is like a four mile trail surrounding the lake downtown. Just walking the dog with the other half, and we're just Pokemon going the whole time. And of nice. course, I'm walking the dog, so she caught like 20 more than I did. So jealous. But yeah. So um, it's kind of painless for the most part. We got it out. Mm-hmm. We're good to go. He's like, Yo, that's it. He's like, That's it. He's like, Now what? He's like, oh, now we go. And they are ready to take off. He's like, after you yeah. get Eugene out of hell, he's like, who's Eugene? The kid I sent. Like, come on. Yeah. And he's like, oh, right. And yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, he's like, look, we'll look into it. And then he tries yeah. to snatch him up. He's like, it's not good enough. You have to help me. He said, we don't have to do anything. We said we'd try. He's like, nope, we didn't even say that. Oh. And that's and that's kind of the key thing. Like, he, he said, if I gave it back to you, he's like, it wasn't yours in the first place. Like, <laughs> like what are you doing? And he's like, and we gave you the yeah. black beauties because Cassidy's all addicted to drugs. So, yeah. I think he appealed to their, their better senses, though. He's like, yo, 
I got a kid who doesn't deserve to be in hell is in hell. Uh oh. Yeah. And I think that emotional reaction is what woke Genesis up. And it shot right yeah. back up and oh. And they say shit damn and crap at the same time. And it shoots go, go, go. Like I love the graphics they use for it. Like shooting top got him. And yeah. smashes the pulpit. Cause yeah. And now they don't know what to do. Well, there's something with Genesis, and like I really want to find more into like why Genesis chose Jesse. Like, what was it about him? Because like they had the first person who explodes in Africa. He's like very devout and very mm-hmm. clearly like a very good man, and it was apparently like too much of a good man. That's mm-hmm. why he exploded. And then the second person is Ooh, Tom uh, like a Satanist. Yeah, like in but, but you know what? something, and that yeah. And I think what the difference is, at least if I'm reading it the right way, what the difference is, well, one, Genesis can relate to Jesse being from what you call a broken home, per se, because that was a relationship that could never really manifest itself. And plus, I think that the doubt and the passion in Jesse is what it's attracted to, because they're kindred Mm -hmm. spirits with that. And he's a tough son of a bitch. I think that counts for something, too. So yeah, for sure, he's definitely a tough son of a bitch. So yeah, it's um, but but again, like like we said, they definitely veered, you know, off on their own path as far as all this goes. So how mm-hmm. they decide to tell the story yeah, is going to be very interesting. Um, let's see. So we're nearing the home stretch here. So it's almost snowing on top of Jesse. It looks like because it's going in that slow motion, and he has those like, oh, yeah. swollen, sleepy eyes. Come to find out, no, that's what happens when you shoot the side of a wooden building. Um, you're gonna get like <laughs> random splinters like falling down. And they're shooting yeah. clean through the wall. Like, they're aiming to kill at this point. You know, without... Oh, yeah, there's no, they're not mincing about. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the crowd is just out there watching. It's like fireworks. <laughs> and they're standing out there, and some of them, like, seem concerned. Some of them had big grins on their face. Got the lady there smoking. Emily's frozen in place. Yeah. You know, people don't know quite what to make of it. And then there's our beloved mascot. I think the mascot and then the lady <laughs> next to him has the biggest grin on her face. I think we got one episode where the where the mascot didn't show up, and they made it a point to make that the first thing you saw in the next week's preview. So yeah, they're uh, yeah, they're smart. Like I love that cameo. It's really good. Like when he was walking <laughs> his dog down the street, um, and he sees Tulip with her uncle on the stoop, and he shakes his head. So good. Oh yeah, that was hilarious yeah but you know you I, got love, just, I love how mm-hmm. yeah he's, he's the little mascot of the whole show now mm-hmm. they still haven't cleaned up tulip's dinner like it's still there on the table with the beers and uh and the uh vanilla extract hash browns and burgers so somebody sneaks yeah. in through the back door who could this be oh he's coming around the corner and jesse's just laying there drinking and oh and you see the uh, the tall boots. And who is it? It's Donnie. Donnie with the, uh, yeah. of course, you have your sleeves cut off to show the muscles because that's what you have to do. Um, but, like, he's holding the big pistol at him. And Jesse's like, Donnie, don't make me use it. And Donnie's just staring a hole at him, not reacting. And you don't know why at first. <laughs> but, yeah, he's like, put the gun down. And so, you know, the voice came out, and he just keeps walking toward him. And Jesse looks at him startled he's like put the gun down oh he turns his head and his ears are ringing his ears are bleeding he's like yo what did you do oh and that's that's dedication oh Oh, yeah he's that's when he realized what donnie's made of like it's just a complete 180 like early in the episode we think he 
shot himself in the head and not necessarily it was unexpected but not out of character uh-huh. considering how much we'd seen him like just broken and destroyed by jesse over the past couple episodes but then really just seeing how he's able to take down jesse in this like because it's like damn donnie and, you are you are dedicated to this and, and here's a really cool thing so you realize Jesse's not going to shoot him, so he kind of looks off in his face like, oh, I can't do this. But then, as Donnie's walking toward him, he glances down at the gun a few times that Jesse's holding. So he still has that fear in his heart. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Jesse gives up. He said, go ahead, you earned it. And he's like, what? He's not He's not prepared for him to give up. And he looks at him. He mm-hmm. said, go on, you dumbass piece of whap, and knocks him out. Yeah. And so... Um, now we get everybody uh, what's sitting there in the office, and again, he's talking to him about the Alamo, and he's like, uh, yeah, he's talking about Travis, I live in Travis County. Yeah, this is, and when they talk about like restaurants in Austin, I'm like, hey, I've been there. I had to shoot Travis a picture when they talked <laughs> about Threadgills. I'm like, oh, this is so close to home. But, and again, for these guys, like, it's not Dallas or Houston, the big city is Austin. So good. Um, but yeah, he's basically telling them about the outcome of the Alamo, and he's like, no, I get it. Stop boring me to death. Yeah. <laughs> now he has the whole well, crew I mean, behind him. I- well, I like how he talks about, like, the fact that, like, the thing we don't ever talk about with the Alamo is they lost. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's, like, like it's it, glorified so much, and, you know, it's this big, great story. It's like, no, but they, they didn't win. It, it went the other way. Yeah. Yeah, people yeah. of Mexico. There you go. And no, and now we <laughs> ask him. He's like, yo, I don't understand what happens. Like, I told you to serve God. And he's like, oh, yeah, devoutly. He said, what mm-hmm. kind of God wants to tear down a church? The God of, like you said earlier, the God of meat, of course. Yeah. the god of meat yeah and, and i like how like they they flipped it there he's like the god of what's tangible and it's you know probably a lot easier it's easier to convince somebody that chaos is a real thing like there, there's no way around mm-hmm. that that you know what what happens happens and what doesn't doesn't and you know we're in control of what we're in control of and he's like he's like you think it's funny he's like no i actually don't like i'm real it's bad shit crazy but no yeah, yeah. Uh, he said, you know what's crazy? You know what's actually insane? And here we go. Here's that. Here's that. This is this is it so far for the whole series, because this is what informs the book to me the most. What was the biggest issue? I'm talking to God and God won't talk back. And they do this at the, in the pilot episode, too. Like I I'm sitting here looking for answers and God's not giving them to me. And so this is a common motivation for more than one character. And, you know, mm-hmm. we, again, we saw at the beginning of this episode, we have the flashback with his family, like where he's trying to figure out how God can make this horrible thing happen to these people who didn't deserve it. And um, so, you know, Jesse starts to sign the paper and, you know, King Cannon looks down to make sure he's doing it. Of course, we have to stop mid pen because why wouldn't we? So then, um, you know, he's looking up at him. And this is, again, like that relationship between them. He's like, give me one more Sunday. And he tells him, like, why would I ever do that? Yeah. And, you know, he's telling them, he's like, he's like, I've been saying I want to bring this town to God. And so, like, I haven't been able to. And so what do you do to flip the script? You say, I'm going to bring God to this town. And when it happens, what's the thing that I'm thinking? Well, that thing's going to like just like Genesis and the comments, like that thing's going to show up and it's going to blow up the whole church. And that's going to be (laughs) and that's going to be it. Like, that's how you that's how you bring everybody to God. You you, you send them back. Yeah. But yeah, and even the guys who were standing in the back are kind of looking around, hmm, I wonder. And he says he's going to answer all our questions. If we don't like his answers, I will denounce the bastard then and there. Oh, that sounds effective. Oh, boy. (laughs) 
And so again, like oh, they they got the dog with the big droopy eyes, and his name's oh. Brewski, and oh. But you know what? Well, the whole time, mm-hmm. oh, go the ahead, whole go time ahead. with Brewski, I was just like, uh, is this like I, I was telling uh, Chris about uh, Skier, um, the dog that Jesse picks up later on in the series. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, oh, maybe this is some little thing with that. And so like the whole time, uh, it was sort of leading up to like. The terrible demise of the dog. I was just getting sadder and sadder. Like, oh no, this is what they're doing to Skeeter. Something is telling me he's not going to make the trip. Yeah, just just a hunch. And of course, her drunk uncles are on the couch. Okay, and and Tulip is walking. She can't even look up as she's walking. Um, and you know we're over here by the uh, by the. Why do you have the light on in the uh, in the pantry? Who keeps the pantry light on? Oh, and she um, oh. Gives him a hug, and, you know, this is the... I was like, why is she... It's funny. Sometimes I'm like this when I have to send my dog to his cage because he's been bad. But I'm like, why is she sad that she has to put him in the back? I mean, maybe he just (laughs) needs to go in the back. And she opens it and sends him in there and closes the door. And... Oh, the dog starts to growl. What do dogs growl at? Dogs growl at vampires. They hate the undead. (laughs) And then things start to go crazy, and then you know. So at some point between Cassidy... Burning up outside the church, and now, um, you know, Tulip came to his aid, and she asked Jesse what he did with him. So clearly, he told her where he put him, and she helped him out. And so, uh, yeah, again, they want like some people are like, "Yo, um, you gonna kill him?" And even the sheriff's like, "Oh, like what is wrong with you people? You're taking him to jail." And then the lady outside, like I'm trying to read her, like she's holding her baby. She's like, "Save us, preacher!" And it looks like she's saying it, you know, to spite him. Um, yeah. So yeah, like all the cars are there and they and they drive off. Um, he's going to jail for at least one night because you know he has to be back to preach on the on the uh, <laughs> on that following least, Sunday. Yeah, he'll at least be back Sunday. Yeah, and so yeah, they drive off and people are clapping and oh, it's just uh, again, what's weird to this town because we haven't seen it yet and we still don't know where Eugene is. Like this, what the yeah. sheriff doesn't know. So it's like, yeah. What uh, and Jesse has a sly kind of look on his face, almost confidence. It's really strange, but yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so that's where we leave off. As far as the previews go for next week, um, oh, well, before we get there, um, yeah. So we're here, um, you know, going down the steps. Things are going crazy at the uh, at the Kincannon Meat and Power Plant. Uh, guy in charge kind of adjusts everything. And I don't know what was going on there specifically. Like, is the plant going to blow up? Because that could be a bad thing. But, no, he relieved yeah. the pressure. And, uh, yeah, things are cool. Yeah, that like? seemed – that was – that almost felt like it was, like, the way, like, the Santa Killer scenes have been. Like, I I was – I wasn't entirely sure until, like, watching it again that it was King Ken. I'm just like, oh, that's – I thought for a second it was like, is heaven just run like a factory or something yeah, like that? Like, yeah, yeah. I was that that little scene just like they they like they have all these little non sequiturs that I I I like know they got to pay off at some point but at the same time it's just like where are they going with this mm-hmm. stuff like what is what does it all mean in the end basically and so we know next week we're getting more Saint of All Killers we're getting more angels we're getting a lot of blood and so yeah we're down to the uh, to the last two episodes here man um so yeah, I, I definitely appreciate you uh, for making time for me, Trevor. I know you uh, have to run here. You got a, you got a big thing coming up, and good luck on that. Um, again, guys, Thank you. 
Um, you can uh, listen to Trevor at uh, Podcast Two Worlds. Really quick, Trevor, go ahead and let them know the different uh, the different ways that they can uh, listen to your show. Um, well, we are on SoundCloud, uh, Stitcher, and iTunes. Uh, you can find us all those places. Um, and then we're on Facebook, Podcast Two Worlds. And then most of the time, we're just uh, on Twitter um, at p o two w underscore flash. Um, that's probably the best way to, uh, get a hold of us and find out, uh, when our shows are coming out and everything. All right, man. Sounds good. So, um, again, I appreciate your time for, Thanks uh, for having me. I appreciate you having oh, me on. Man. Oh man. Again, you guys, um, definitely do something in a similar vein in some ways better than we do it. So it's, um, it, it's always an honor to listen to you guys again, super informative, super detailed. Um, and so, yeah, I'm sure, um, there's going to be some crossover with us again here in the near future. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. This has been the uh, South Congress podcast fan by fan show for AMC's Preacher. For my uh, guest this week, Trevor Reese, I am Cameron Hawkins, and we're out. And I ain't Ron Reagan. I ain't saying you should say no. I'm saying take it. You got a mask to your high. Open your eyes. See this bass and this fly. I think I'm Malcolm Middle. I think I'm Du Bois. Think I'm Vonnegut. I'm the new Floyd. Think I am the leader. Leader of the people. God damn, I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero.